0: Welcome to Socially Supportive where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the social way with your host Frankie Soche. Episode 78 of the Socially Supportive podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to SociallySupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company. Do you need a support community? Yes, you probably do. Support communities are a critical component to a healthy digital customer support program. Telligent, a variant company, is a leader in community software for support communities and digital marketing. Their social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services, which enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Intelligent solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community is critical because it enables you to answer a question once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Manic Monday. If you are listening to this on release date, this is Monday, December 18th. Time is almost out for you to sign up for your free 30-minute coaching session with me. I'm only offering these in the month of December, so head on over to sociallysupportive.com to schedule your 30-minute free coaching session with me today. Why? Because I can help you pinpoint one particular situation that you need to work on, get it all sorted out, and get you on the road to having that problem tackled, that question answered, your strategy figured out. We can talk about how you should be training your agents or what they should say when they respond to customers, how you want to be calculating your return on investment for your entire digital and social customer care program, or how you lace all those programs together. So this is a gift from Telligent, a variant company who is this month's sponsor and me to you for this holiday season make sure you take advantage of it because it will not be available for free next month. All right, let's talk about today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Gregory Chiodi, who said, a satisfied customer is one who will continue to buy from you, seldom shop around, refer others, and in general, be a superstar advocate for your business. And our book of the day is titled, Capturing Loyalty, How to Measure, Generate, and Profit from Highly Satisfied Customers by John A. Larson and Bennett E. McClellan. So, what are we talking about today? As you know, on Manic Monday, we focus on numbers, measuring, reporting, workforce management, and today is no different. Today, we're going to talk about measuring customer satisfaction on social channels it can be a little bit trickier in the social media space. So we're gonna dive a little deep into what it is, why we need to do it, how we go about doing it, and then after we get all of this information, what are we supposed to do with it? So let's get started. Why do we measure customer satisfaction? So the primary reason that we measure customer satisfaction is because we wanna know, are our customers satisfied with our services? Customer satisfaction surveys have been going out from companies for quite a long time. You can get a telephone call, which I think telephone calls about customer satisfaction are becoming more rare. They were popular there for a while. Or you can get an email that says, hey, you contacted us recently and we just want to know what you think about us. We want to make sure, especially in social media customer care channels, That we are reaching out and doing the same and we want to specifically be asking how customers are feeling about their service that they received on social media we also want to capture a little bit about what it was they reached out to us for we'll get into that a little bit later but essentially a satisfied customer as we heard from Gregory Chiodi, is going to continue to buy from you, they're not going to shop around as much. Customer service has been touted as the new marketing. And that is the thing that sets people apart nowadays, because everything else is sort of becoming commoditized. There is a sea of choice. When you are thinking about many products, many services, there's a lot of choice out there when you're a customer. And one thing that can really help you differentiate is first where you're providing service and then also how is that service for the customer? What is that experience like? So the more information you get, the better job you can do at tweaking and customizing your customer experience to be more what your particular customer base is looking for. And that's different for every demographic, every vertical every different brand that's out there. So you've got to ask customers what they want in order to be able to give them what they want. And you know, for as hard as it sounds to get this program set up, if you really think about it, surveying customers is like having a cheat sheet for a test that you have to take. Rather than having to search your own brain and your own ideas to come up with something brilliant that customers are going to want to open their wallet for, something that customers are going to want to buy something that's going to move the needle with your metrics for satisfaction, instead of thinking it up on your own, you just ask the customers what they want, and then they'll tell you. So if you can get your customer satisfaction program rolling, and then fine tune and keep adjusting, it will basically tell you what it is you should be working on and what you should do. So let's get started talking about it. How do we do this customer satisfaction program? You're on board. You say, this is great. I'm so glad that I don't have to rack my brain trying to figure out what those customers want. I'm so glad they're just going to tell me. How exactly do we do that? I'm going to tell you for this episode, we're going to focus on surveys. We are going to focus on asking customers directly what they want and then taking that feedback and working with it. So how do we send these surveys? There are a couple ways that you can send the surveys. You can either send them manually or you can send them automatically. When I say sending the surveys manually, from a social media customer care perspective, I would be referring to different survey machines that you can use, like you're familiar with SurveyMonkey, you might be familiar with Google Forms, you might be familiar with Typeform. Whatever place that you go to create surveys and have them be sent out to customers, this is what I'm talking about. This is great because there's little barrier to entry. You could get it set up for free or for low cost, but there are a few things that you need to be aware of when you're sending out surveys manually. If you have a situation set up where your agent would be the person who's in charge of sending out these surveys, That is going to be something that I'm going to caution you against for a couple of reasons. First of all, your customer experience department, if you have one, they don't like this. Why? Because there's too much room for error when this happens. And I think we've talked about this before in previous episodes. When I say there's room for error, I don't anticipate that there's necessarily anything nefarious happening on the part of the agent. If you put yourself in the agent's shoes, and the agent has, say, for example, a poor experience with their customer, something happens, they're not connecting right, the customer's very angry, and then it's incumbent upon the agent to send the survey out on their own manually by pushing a button or taking some actions. There are emotions that are running high after a contact with a customer who is upset or frustrated. What this does is it obviously is going to have some sort of impact on your agent because your agent has been told that they should be empathetic and caring and they should really want to resolve customer issues. So when they've got a customer where the contact didn't go very well or they weren't able to help the customer feel better, that agent is going to naturally have a tendency to feel flustered or frazzled or dissatisfied. They're going to have some sort of emotion potentially tied up in this interaction, and that's going to throw them possibly off their game a little bit. So if one of the steps that they're supposed to take after an interaction is to remember to do this process or click these buttons to make sure that the survey gets sent out, it's possible that even if they want to do a great job and send the survey out and you know, they want the feedback on the poor interaction, it's possible they're going to forget. And on the other side of that, if you have a fantastic interaction with a customer, it also throws you off your game just in a different direction. It throws you off your game in the sense that you're excited, you're happy that you were able to achieve your goals and make a customer happy and and cause all of these positive feelings. So you stop and take a pause for a second, you go, man, that was so great. I'm so glad I was able to help them. And then it would be natural for an agent to want to share this with leadership or their colleagues and say, yay, we did it go team. When that happens, it might be more probable for an agent to remember to send out a survey for a positive interaction. This is a lot to entrust in an agent, not because they're not trustworthy, but because it's a lot for an agent to remember when they've got the emotions in the day to day happening. So your results could necessarily be skewed when that happens. The second thing that I'll caution you with about sending out surveys from a third party provider is security. If you're working in a company where there are concerns around sending out surveys and having customer data flowing back and forth in an unsecured location, if you are using Typeform or SurveyMonkey or Google Forms, one of these places, you're going to want to check and make sure that using these forms is approved by your organization before you go out and start using these to get the surveys done that you need to get done. So when you're sending out manual surveys, two things are number one, it's really challenging to ensure data consistency, and number two, you need to worry about data security. So what's the other option, you can automatically send out surveys, how do you do this through your fancy tool. So we know that in 2016, Twitter enabled this feature called customer cards, we will talk later in another episode more fully about Twitter customer cards. But essentially, you may have seen this when you're doing business with a company over Twitter, and you've had some sort of interaction You may get a survey, which they call a Twitter card, that asks you how your experience was and what did you think about it and can you rate it. So this is one way that you can do that. And then also we know that customer messenger chat is being trialed in beta with some companies. Converse Social is one of the companies that is doing trialing with their customers That's another way that you can start thinking about getting in data through your fancy tool. And essentially what's happening is that the Twitter customer cards, the customer messenger chat, all of that is able to be pulled in through your tool. And there's more automation where you can decide that at some certain cadence, you want to be sending out these surveys automatically. This automation is super helpful to being able to get things taken care of. May or may not be fully automated depending on what tool you're using and how it's going, but we'll talk more about that later. So those are some of the vehicles that you can use to be sending surveys out to your customers for social media customer care. The next question is, what should you ask them? You're thinking, great, I know how to make this survey, what am I supposed to put on the survey? There is a lot of thought and science that goes behind surveying customers. The first thing that I would encourage you to do is to reach out, especially in large organizations, reach out to your customer experience department and find out what questions they are currently putting on surveys for current customers right now. You want to make sure for many reasons that you are asking questions that in most cases are exactly the same or very similar to the questions that you're asking when surveys are being sent in other departments. So for example, if a customer walks into a retail center, if you have retail locations, if they call you on the phone, if they're interacting with your support chat department, if they are getting help from your email customer support team, however customers are being surveyed for different channels, you want to make sure of a couple of things. First, you want to make sure that you're asking those similar questions to whatever's happening insofar as you can. Why? Because you want to be able to take the answers to those questions and compare and contrast yourself in the social media customer care realm or if we're talking about customer support chat. You want to be able to isolate your department, but then compare those results against other departments, because maybe your customer satisfaction is actually higher in your department versus the other department. And that would be good to know, because if you have already confirmed that you are a lower cost channel as compared to a traditional call center channel, right, where people are calling in then you want to know if you're lower cost, that's great. But what does your quality look like? So that's very important in terms of doing your qualitative surveys and the questions that you're asking so that you can understand what the difference is. The other thing that you need to think about is making sure that with these other departments that you are not over surveying people. So that's another reason that you should definitely reach out to your existing customer experience department, see if there's a way where you can coordinate this. Because if a customer reaches out to you on social media, and they get one survey, and then yesterday they called you and they got another survey, and then there's a random email survey that's going out about overall brand preference and experience, you could have customers burning out on your surveys, and they're not going to answer any of them. So if you can get that extra layer of coordination with the rest of your company, then that works out really well for you. So having said that, what should we ask you want to make sure that you're asking those questions that are similar to the other departments. Another thing that you may want to do is When we're talking about customer satisfaction, there are particular questions that you ask, but you may want to use this as an opportunity to ask your NPS question, your net promoter score question, which you may be familiar with, and it could be phrased different ways for different companies. You want to try to phrase just like the other departments are phrasing. How likely are you to recommend our company to others? And then there's the scale of 0 to 10, usually where zero equals not likely at all. So that's what you want to make sure is do you want to put that NPS question in there along with the rest of your customer satisfaction questions. And again, consult your customer experience department to find that out. Now, when you're asking customer satisfaction questions, there are different things that you can do. You can ask an overall question about the brand experience, and then you can ask questions about the particular experience they had with the agent they were speaking with. And if you give them an opportunity to answer the question about the brand overall, it will help you make sure that you're separating out a customer who had a great experience with Susie, your agent, but is really upset and frustrated with your brand at the moment for some other reason. So if you've got enough bandwidth, you might want to be able to ask that overall brand experience question as well. And it would look something like this, how satisfied are you with our brand, and then you want to give five different possible responses is normal. Maybe you say, how satisfied are you with our brand? And the first option is very satisfied. The second is, it's pretty good. The third is, it's fine. The fourth is, well, you could do better. And then the fifth one would be, so disappointed. I'm so disappointed with your brand. You wanna give that spread of five different answers so that you can get finely tuned in on how people are feeling. And then if possible, you can be asking that, qualitative question, which is tell us why. Tell us why you feel this way about your experience. And then when you talk specifically about the experience that they had with your brand today, you could say, overall, how was your experience with us today? A good question to ask is, did we solve your issue the first time you contacted us? Another good question to ask is, did it take us more or less time than you thought it should have? And then your answers could match what you're trying to get to. For the solve your issue the first time, it should be pretty simply a yes or no question. And then did it take us more or less time to resolve than you thought it should have? Your answers could be much faster than I thought, pretty fast, it was fine, it was kind of slow, or it took so long. Another great question to ask is, Did we understand what you were telling us? This one is great, especially for social and digital customer care because when you're communicating in a written format, sometimes it's hard for customers to phrase their question in a way that when read by your agent, makes sense to the agent. And if the agent isn't coming back and saying, did you mean this? Or, um, you know, I think you're saying this, is that right? If you don't have that back and forth where the agent confirms what the customer is saying, you could go off on a tangent as an agent and answer a problem that the customer didn't even have, it can happen to any of us. So these are some of the types of questions that you would want to be asking. And we can get deeper into the appropriate questions to ask on a survey, depending on what you do in later episodes, or If you want to use that free 30 minute coaching call with me, we can get your survey questions nailed down pretty fast for you to get over to your customer experience department. Now that we figured out what we want to do with your questions, you go great, I have these surveys going out and people are responding to me now what do I do? Here's what you do simply in four steps. First, you collect the data. Secondly, you analyze it. Thirdly, you report on it. And fourthly you make changes with it. One of the things that frustrates customers is when we ask them a bunch of questions and then we don't change anything. So if you're going through the paces of collecting the information, but you're not using it to make any sort of changes, you're really kind of wasting time. And you're not getting all the value out of your program that you should be because that's what it's there for is to make you so much better. And it will only get better if you do something with the data and then make the changes that it's requesting. So what would you change when I say make changes with it? What am I talking about? What can you change with the information you get back? You can change strategy. If your strategy is not really working or gelling well with your customers, you'll know that. Maybe your strategy is you're going to be set up as a concierge social customer care team. When you get the surveys back, you might hear back from your customers that that concierge thing sounded great on paper, but it's not working for them in practice. So then they're just calling the call center. That's a good way to know that you need to change your strategy a little bit for your team. Policy. I'll give you a sneak preview and tell you that on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about autonomy for agents and social customer care. So maybe the policy that you have where agents have to go get approval from their managers isn't really working for your customers and it takes too long. So that's an opportunity for you to get that feedback from the customer. Have a look at your policies and see what you can adjust to make them work better for the customer. Your training materials might need to be changed. Maybe you get a lot of feedback that says, agents aren't very knowledgeable in one area or another, maybe you can update that training material. Or the last one I'll give you is agent behaviors. If you have an agent who has a behavior that is consistently not working for customers, you can find that out pretty quickly on a survey, and you can let that agent know. So there's an opportunity to make corrections. Okay, that's what I have for you today about measuring customer satisfaction on social channels. Again, we will talk about Twitter customer cards in a later episode in greater depth. And then, as I mentioned on Wednesday, we'll talk about autonomy for agents and social customer care. But right now, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why intelligent community? Well, if you want to talk about finding out what customers think about you, that is a fantastic way to find out what customers think about you, as we talked about in the very beginning of the episode. But in addition to that, Customer support communities also create a compelling return on investment and gives your customers the support options that they want. We've talked over and over again about how millennials are coming in and they want a different type of support than the baby boomer generation wanted. They want some sort of community to be happening around their brand. They want to talk to other customers about the products and services that they're using because People customize their products and services and use them in layers and in different ways than maybe the company itself could have ever envisioned. There's a lot of creativity with technology these days. So this community where customers can talk to other customers gives the customers a sense of having a partner in using your product. Also, when we talk about the compelling return on investment, if your customers are either looking up their own answers to questions with information that's loaded into your community, or they're getting assistance from other customers, guess what they're not doing? They're not contacting your contact center and using your agent's time. So this is saving you a lot of money. And we know that Telegent's largest customers use their community to plan staffing of their support centers because communities can provide an early warning when there's some sort of issue happening with products or services. And remember, too, that by moving those common support cases online, resolutions to cases can be used again and again. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com Telligent for more information about Telligent community and what it can do for your digital customer support program. Okay, let's talk about jobs. Do you have an opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, email me at frankie at socially and I'll play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position to make sure we're all delivering fantastic customer service out there on the World Wide Web. All right, this has been Manic Monday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Tech Tuesday. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Sochet. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.